Hello and welcome to the best podcast in the minors. My name is Carter Chapley, digital baseball producer here at the Post Dispatch, and I am proud to introduce our new minor league writer, Daniel Guerrero. Daniel, how are you? I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be a part of this baseball coverage team. Um, like Carter said, I will be covering the minor leagues for the Post Dispatch and our new website slash app, STL Pinch Hits. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited to get going uh, with more coverage, whether it's through online uh, stories or through this podcast. We are very, very excited to be expanding into the minor leagues a little more in depth, getting someone who really knows what they're talking about. Daniel, can you tell us, you know, where'd you uh, cover baseball beforehand? Oh, well, I guess this is the easy part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I am originally from Anaheim, California. I mean, for people who don't really know where that is, Angels, Ducks, Disneyland, that's kind of how I describe it. Last year, I worked for MLB.com as a seasonal reporter, which was mainly backing up different beats from around the league. So I got to cover games in person at Angel Stadium, Petco Park, Dodger Stadium. I covered games remotely, and there was a wide range of teams where I covered the A's, I covered the Angels, I covered the Cardinals for a series when they were in Arizona, and I just was on at home on Zoom talking to Mike Shilton. I want to say it was like 23 of the 30 teams. I think there was... I know it was like the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Guardians were some of the ones that I didn't get to cover, but I mean, I got to see a lot of different teams, got to interact with a lot of different players and coaches on Zoom. Once field access opened up during the season last year, uh, I had the chance to go down and um, actually try to do some in-person interview stuff, which felt really weird because the last year before I graduated from San Diego State, everything was on Zoom. Oh, you're an Aztec. Yeah, Aztec for life. Uh Huge Aztec fan. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Aztecs are great. Which is, is funny. A basketball program. Yeah, I mean, men's basketball, top-notch program. I mean, it's a mid-major, but I mean, hey, they've produced Kawhi Leonard and some other... Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn, exactly. Raptors legend Malachi Flynn. But yeah, uh, that's kind of a little bit about yeah, me. That's perfect. And you started here a couple weeks ago. You went down to Jupiter. Is that your first time at spring training? First time at the Grapefruit League. Grapefruit League, okay. I had gone to the Cactus League twice with my family. I mean, obviously, it was, I was in mm-hmm. high school. Um, I thought spring training was one of the coolest things ever just because you could see the practices up close. You can, I mean, as a kid, you could get autographs and stuff, which was cool because, I mean, there was times where uh, growing up as an Angel fan, we just had, like, random Angels memorabilia, and we're just having anybody sign it. Like, we didn't even know which player, like which players, like, who they were. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the guys on the 25 or 26-man roster, I guess, now. But, I mean, there's tons of minor league players, tons of guys who are non-roster invites that were just walking by and were like, hey, let's get his autograph. We didn't even know who they were. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, spring training uh, as a fan is definitely a cool experience. And getting to experience it as a reporter um, in my first season was pretty pretty cool experience. I mean, uh, and then just being able to learn from uh, some of the guys on our Cardinals coverage team um, to kind of show me the ropes of how to navigate spring training was very helpful. At spring training down in Jupiter, you did some amazing work. You've already got a bunch of stuff up on STL Today and Pinch Hits. Can you tell us some of the, the articles that you did? I know you did a lot of hits and misses, some backfield beat. Just tell us kind of what the coverage of the minor leagues looked like while you were down there. There was a lot of uh, the hits and misses, kind of like the backfield or minor league reports. That one was uh, interesting just because there were times on the backfields on the, the what they call the George Kissel quad where there's four fields back-to-back um, right there where the Cardinals uh, training complex is. I mean, there was times where all four fields were full of games going on. I mean, so literally anywhere you turn, there's minor league baseball being played. I got the chance to obviously 
see that up close and talk to uh, some players and coaches from the different affiliates. I got a chance to meet with some of the other people, other the front office people who are a part of the Cardinals uh, player development system. And because of that, I was able to uh, have some stories already up for pinch hits on, you know, hits and misses on minor league reports, which are things that you're going to see pretty regularly Mm -hmm. there. Um, And then to be able to work on some features for players like, or for players like, uh, Luke and Baker, mm-hmm. uh, Joshua Baez, uh, the latest story to come out from that I got a chance to meet with him during spring training was Adari Grant, who's a minor league prospect that's from the Bahamas. Gordon Graceffo, a relief pitcher who's playing for High A Peoria right now. Um, he was kind of the camp sensation and I had a chance to meet with him and uh, talk to some other people about, you know, kind of their impressions on how he caught their attention during spring training. Let's get into it. Spring training recap. We're going to talk about some of the guys you wrote about in your stories we're going to get into and i created a list here of all the players who featured multiple times in your hits and misses categories but first before we get into them i want to say off the top of your head who were the overall spring training hits and the overall spring training misses before i give you that list to kind of dive into it's funny because there's guys who popped into my head who might not have had a good spring but if i have gotten off to a really good start you know, in these first few games of the season. I noticed that as um, well. One yeah. of the guys that comes out that comes to mind when I think of misses was Alec Burleson because he played in a lot of Grapefruit League games and he just didn't uh, have that success at the plate. But in these first few games uh, with Triple A Memphis, I mean, he's he's been one of their most productive hitters. Another guy who comes to mind, uh, especially when it, when you look at the backfield, I remember Gordon Graceffa was one of them. I know mm-hmm. he had only appeared in one I think he might have been one or two of the hits and misses, but, I mean, he was kind of the talk of camp. Some other guys, obviously, the prospects that are more well-known to Cardinals fans, like Jordan Walker, had appeared a few times, and he didn't play in a whole lot of Grapefruit League games, so I got to see him a little bit more in the backfield, and he's also off to a good start. He's been playing well the last couple games. Um, he went hitless in his double-A debut, which is, I mean, at 19 years old. I mean, he's 19. It's really tough. Double A, yeah, it's double tough. A baseball. So it's a huge, yeah. it's a huge leap. Um, he but should I be mean, a sophomore in college. Exactly. Like, yeah. Now, okay, so that's interesting. You say Alec Burleson is one that had maybe not great spring, but started really well, because he appears as a multiple time success in your hits category. Mm-hmm. He's one of the only two that appeared in at least three hits. The other one was Joshua Baez. Can you tell us a little bit about those two players, but what, what the Cardinals expect from those two guys? So I actually had a chance to talk to um, Oliver Marmol. Um, literally, I think it might have been like the last day of spring training. I had I had asked I mean, just him aside a question about some minor league guys, and Alec Burleson was a guy who he mentioned as somebody who has really, really good at-bats. I mean, and sometimes the numbers don't show it, especially like during the Grapefruit League. But, I mean, he just has quality at-bats up, I mean, anytime he steps to the plate. Um, Joshua Baez, he's another guy who's really young. He's 18 years old. He was the Cardinals' second-round pick a year ago out of high school in Boston, Massachusetts, and he was a Vanderbilt commit. So, I mean, obviously, if you're a college baseball fan, that's... Very good commitment. Very right good yeah. school. I mean, you're, this is like the Alabama of Alabama football of college yeah. baseball, essentially. And he They've got like five or six draft picks every single year. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, even last year, Jack Leiter was... Mm-hmm. The number two pick in the draft, and you know he came from Vanderbilt. I mean, the Kumar Vans, Rocker, I think Kumar he, Rocker, who was a, another first round yeah. pick. He was a top ten guy. I mean, he didn't sign with the Mets, um, but obviously he had the talent to be taken. Will be that high. another 
top, you know, first round, if not compensatory pick this year yeah, as well. And then even like Dansby Swanson was mm-hmm. another Vanderbilt guy. I mean, the Vandy boys, I mean, that's a top program. And Joshua Baez was committed there, decommitted to sign with the Cardinals. And like a low-A Palm Beach manager, Gary Kendall, described to me, he said, loaded with tools because mm. Joshua Baez has essentially a cannon for an arm. I mean, he's gotten better at running the bases. He can hit for contact. He can hit for power. He's he's a center fielder, and he has some good range in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, he's 18 years old, so there's a lot of room for development. But he's a guy that, I mean, has a pretty high ceiling and can, you know, obviously down the line um, be a productive player in this organization. Now, he did not get an assignment right out of spring training. Is that correct? Yes. He is at extended spring training. Eventually, he will wind up somewhere this season, I'd imagine. Is that somewhere you'd imagine he'd go to uh, single A Palm Beach? Would he go to... Where, where do you think he ends up in 2022? Um, I, I definitely would imagine that Palm Beach is the immediate destination. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for a lot of guys, that's kind of the immediate place. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's sometimes kind of rare to see a guy just go straight to high A. Um, but, I mean, there are instances where, you know, maybe like pitchers who, you know, played three or four years in college and already have kind of have pitched at a higher level mm-hmm. outside of high school. I mean, have some, some more fine tuning. Yeah, sometimes those mm-hmm. guys can can go straight from whatever the draft to low A, kind of like um, what Gordon Graceffo and Michael McGreevy did mm-hmm. last year when they came out of the draft. But, I mean, like I said, with Baez, you're talking about someone who is 18 and played in high school and is already playing pro baseball at this point. So, I mean, Palm Beach is probably the likely destination. And then, I mean, obviously after that, I mean, who knows where, where it can take them. Now I have another two names here for the players who appeared on at least three misses categories. And it's kind of funny because these are really high-profile names. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is Juan Yepes. I know he, you know, yeah. we can talk a lot about what happened there, especially with Albert Pujols signing, but we'll get to that. And the other one was Nolan Gorman. Mm-hmm. which I was very surprised because he he also appeared on multiple yeah. um, hits categories. So it seems like he might have had a bit of a roller coaster ride in spring this year. Can you tell us about uh, what happened with Nolan and then what we might expect from Juan? Yeah, um, with Nolan, I, I actually, Ben Fredrickson wrote a piece on him about how before he's always made, like historically in his professional baseball career, before he's made the leap to the next level, he has struggled hmm. like right before he's gotten into it. Um, and, Nolan Gorman, I mean, had a lot of opportunities in the Grapefruit League. Obviously, there's that pressure. I mean, last year he hit a career-high 25 home runs. and Or I don't know if it was 25 or 26, but he set a career uh, single-season high for himself in home runs last year and um, is one of the top prospects in this organization. So there's definitely, I mean, there was, you, you could get the sense that there might be some pressure that, hey, maybe this guy, this is the year he makes the opening day roster. And I mean, just uh, I mean, he just didn't have that much success in the preseason in spring training, um, and then he's kind of had a little bit of a slow start with Memphis in his first couple mm-hmm. games. I mean, he had a multi uh, two hit game in his I think his last appearance. I think that was on Sunday. But I mean, it's just another guy who I mean, obviously has to uh, just kind of find that rhythm, find that groove, uh, and just I mean, kind of shake off the slow start he had. Mm-hmm. And then Juan Yepes was another guy who, um, like you said, was kind of being looked at as the candidate for the right-handed bat that would be the Cardinals DH yeah. and then our Pujols get signed and um, Yepes kind of gets left in the rear view mirror kind of forgotten I mean and I, part of that was I, I think I think a big part of it was because of the pool signing but also I mean he his spring wasn't as maybe successful as people hoped mm-hmm. and he's another guy who kind of had a couple slow I mean he had a 
he hasn't gotten off to the hottest start a frustrating with start. Memphis. Yeah. But I mean, he hit his first homer of the season. I mean, it was he had a, it was a it was shot a bomb. It was a bomb. I mean, yeah. there's no other way to Squared describe it. it. Up. Um, I know he drove in a couple runs with the double um, the day before that. So I mean, it's another guy who's you know you can kind of slowly start seeing um, that they're kind of finding that that groove that that they were in. I mean, because him and Gorman both had successful mm-hmm. seasons last year, and I mean, it just kind of feels like you know a matter of time before they get back to where they were. Yepes. Gorman both seem like guys based on what you're saying who let me rephrase injuries happen mm-hmm. at the major league level no one goes through an entire season with 26 it's, players yeah, 25 it's, players it's the nature of the game Paul Goldschmidt might miss a week Tommy Edmund might miss a, might miss a week In- injuries happen these both seem like guys who you know given a month given two months you know get into the dog days of summer are prime candidates for call-ups mid-season would that be too too much to say, or, or are they more far away than that? Um, no, I mean, I, I think that's fair, uh, because like you said, injuries do happen. I mean, it's very rare that the 26 guys, or I guess, well, I mean 28 mm-hmm. guys now, but eventually the rosters are going to shrink down to 28, but I mean, I think it would be probably one of the most unlikely things ever for all 26 guys to not get hurt at some point, or to not need a few days off. And like you said, I mean, they were guys who got a lot of, who had the opportunities to play in front of the major league coaching staff and guys who worked with, who were in big league camp for a while during spring training. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, those guys could, those guys could definitely be candidates to get called up. Another guy that comes to mind is Brendan Donovan, who was mm-hmm. close to making the opening day roster, um, who plays pretty much every position on the field. I mean, he's a, one of those utility type guys and mm-hmm. um those i mean it's definitely it's not it's not inconceivable to assume that those guys at some point could be making their debuts um just because the nature of the sport i mean people get hurt and people yeah. need to be called up now i've put together a little list here based on that i call likely call-ups guys who are currently playing minor league ball who might see major league time this year i'm going to give you each name and i'd like you to give kind of a almost a zero out of ten for if you expect those guys to, you know, for whatever reason, I'm not saying like maybe maybe it's performance, maybe it's because there's a lack of pitching depth at the major league level, but guys who their likelihood of seeing major league mm-hmm. time this year. The first one is a name you've already mentioned. It's Michael McCreevy. What do you, do, you, do you think he's seeing too much? You think he has a chance to see time this year as a as an arm? I know pitching is especially in the bullpen this year might be a little tough to find. I don't I I don't know if it'd be too early mm-hmm. just because he. I mean, he played for UC Santa Barbara last year. College guy. He's starting at high A this year. He threw five scoreless, five hitless innings in mm-hmm. his season debut. I, I I think it would be a little too early for McGreevy just okay. because of how soon he is out of college. Um, but again, that's not something that's entirely impossible. Performs uh, well. There, mm-hmm. there have been guys who perform well at that age and in those circumstances. Um, one of the guys that immediately comes to mind to me is a Reed Detmers who mm-hmm. lefty for the angels. He pitched until his junior year at Louisville and got drafted. And in like, I think it was like a little under two years. He was, he made his debut yeah. and that was, that came last year. So, I mean, yeah, there, there've been guys. I think Ryan Weathers from the Padres is another one. Alec who, Manoa with the Blue Alec Jays. Alec Manoa with the Blue Jays. Yeah. So there's guys who, who have kind of followed that path mm-hmm. of, getting drafted and then kind of finding themselves on a big league mound sooner rather than later. Um, McGreevy, I mean, obviously there, there is, 
there is going to be a need at some point for pitching just because arms get used, arms get tired, maybe someone year. gets hurt. Yep. And then obviously there was some questions of kind of the depth for the Cardinals pitching. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would say it's, if I had to put a number on it, I'd probably put like a four, four? or five. Yeah, okay. I mean, not that it's not going to happen, but obviously anything is possible. There are more likely names to come. I think yeah. so, okay. yeah. So the next one um, I have on my list here is I believe he started, he was the opening day starter for AAA Memphis is TJ Zuch. I think TJ Zuch is a guy we could probably see at some mm-hmm. point. Um, I feel like there's another guy in Memphis that we could see. I think well. I have his name on the list here. Coming um, up. But Zuch is a guy who, I mean, he was the opening day starter. I mean, I think he's had some big league experience as mm-hmm. well. So, I mean, he could be a guy who, you know, spot comes start. in, comes in maybe as an, in a spot start or fills in a last bullpen spot mm-hmm. because, you know, people get hurt. Long reliever um, kind of situation. Or, yeah, so I think mm-hmm. that's something that... So I'd probably put, like... If I had to put a number, I guess, maybe, like, a 7 or an 8. Okay. I mean, I mean yep. it's pretty likely. I guess I'd say an 8. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to stick to the pitchers then. And mm-hmm. this is, I think, the name you might have been thinking is Matt Libator. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a guy we could see at some point. I mean, like you said, depth mm-hmm. could be an issue. He obviously is I mean, looking for a little bit of a bounce-back year from last mm-hmm. year in A and... He worked a lot in the backfields. I mean, I think he only had a couple outings um, in big league spring training games. I believe he had three outings based on what okay. I'm looking at here. And um, I think once he gets stretched out a little more, maybe we could see him at some point mm-hmm. make his debut. And, um, I mean, who knows? I mean, he could be a guy who fills in a spot in the rotation. I mean, he could be a guy who starts off in the bullpen and then eventually transitions to being a starter. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, anything is pretty much possible. Uh, Angel Rondon. Uh, Might I might be know. mispronouncing that. Uh, no, I mean, I think you have it pretty close. Okay, yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, I, I'd probably say you could see him. I know he's also with Memphis right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's also pitched in the big leagues before. He only has a couple innings under his belt, but it's someone who has kind of stepped in onto that type of mound and into that environment. Um, so, I mean, obviously he could be somebody who fills in into the bullpen and mm-hmm. if there's a need. Any other pitchers that come to mind here who I'm who I don't have on my list who who you think are like ten out of ten will see time? It's just a matter of like when. I think maybe Jake Walsh is a guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a candidate to fill that last bullpen spot that Andre Palante got, and I mean, I mean, Palante's only had one outing so far. I think mm-hmm. Jake Walsh, I mean, is another guy who was in consideration for that. So if something happens where there's another need for an arm, I mean, he could be be getting that call to the big leagues. I think at some point. I mean, okay. I, th- I think for a guy who got that close to being on the opening day roster, to you'd have not, to think he's close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you ha- you'd have to think that at some point. I mean, he he's going to be called up. Guy number twenty nine on the list, probably. Yeah. Inside. Like, you probably think like if you're looking down the depth chart, you probably need close to forty, like your forty man roster, mm-hmm. if not like a- adding for other pieces. Like they all, you know, maybe not forty man, but like you're probably going to have like thirty three, thirty four guys on it on your. Mm-hmm roster at some point this year unless things go catastrophic so that would make a lot of sense um okay now some position players i got two we both talked about them a little bit uh, alec burleson and brendan donovan i think brendan donovan's probably a little more likely i think a lot of people okay. viewed him as somebody who could fill in um a roster Utility spot role. Yeah. yeah um especially that he plays a lot of different positions mm-hmm. um gives him that benefit of you know like you said if something happens where Tommy Edmond has to miss a few games. I mean, Brendan Donovan can slide into second base or if in, uh, somebody in the outfield has to miss a few games, I mean, he might be able to fill in there. He might be able to fill in somewhere around the infield. Um, so he's definitely a guy who could be getting a call at some point. We've now opened the season. 
you know, minor league baseball is occurring along with major league baseball. Mm-hmm. Were there any assignments to minor league baseball at a spring training down the lineup? Like one, one I know you talked about being super impressive was, was Jordan Walker going to double A. Is there anything else there that you're like, wow, that's a really big step up for that guy based on, you know, your understanding of the farm system? Obviously, Jordan Walker is a big one that comes the big to one? mind. Okay. I mean, 19 years old in double A. I think I had mentioned mm-hmm. it in story kind of highlighting some of the guys around the minors that not a lot of whole, not a whole lot of people have done that mm-hmm. um and the ones that have i mean some that come to mind are like mike trout ronald acuna jr fernando tatis jr right. guys who kind of spit like sure things. almost almost mm-hmm. did like a speed run of mm-hmm. the minor league system and found themselves in the big leagues yeah yeah i mean obviously he's the one that that sticks out to you i think one of the ones that not maybe the assignment doesn't stick out but kind of the role he's in is Graceffo. Gordon Graceffo okay. is a right-handed pitcher. He's in high A Peoria right now because he is being he's a part of that rotation in Peoria. Obviously, is a guy who you get the sense that they're trying to get him a lot of innings so that way he can kind of build up that um, that experience. Get him stretched out. Get yeah, him, get, get him, him lots stretched of out game so time. that way yeah. eventually. I mean, he's a guy who throws 100 miles an hour. I mean, how can you not want to do mm-hmm. the best you can to develop him? Not only throws 100, but also, you know, knows where it's going. I mean, he gets mm-hmm. it over for strikes, so it's like... And that's the type of arm that we've seen a lot of, like, young relievers shoot up the minor yeah. leagues with. Like, if you can pump 100, like, that's... 100 is 100 at high A and mm-hmm. the MLB. Like, that's yeah. a name that could come really quickly, um, I'd imagine. And then I'll, that's crazy, because, I mean, with Graceffo, the comparison that comes to everybody's mind is Jordan Hicks. Sure. Because Hicks was a guy who... Yeah through above 100 straight gas and yeah. <laughs> exactly and eventually you know kind of found his way into the and into uh, the majors i mean pretty quickly mm-hmm. i'd imagine this is something that you might be thinking about in a year where the bullpen depth at the major league level is a big question mark the pitching depth at the major league level is a big question mark we don't know what to expect out of this team there's probably a lot of guys in the minor leagues who are thinking like if i really perform if i really force the issue they're gonna have no choice but to call me up would you say that that's there was a lot of optimism around spring training for guys thinking they can they can move up uh yeah i mean i think there's a like one of the guys that actually comes to mind is connor thomas who's a righty in Mm -hmm. memphis right now he i actually talked to uh, memphis manager ben johnson who flat out said he's like i think he's gonna be who he said i mean he said that he's like i think connor's gonna be helping out the big league club sooner rather than later gotcha kind of to paraphrase what he said Mm -hmm. and um um yeah i mean he's a guy who was second in innings behind libertor last year Mm. for memphis i mean he's kind of had some of the experience i mean i know he got some looks uh with the big league team during spring and i mean that that's a guy who you know kind of has has shown some durability in his uh over the last season and i mean could like you said potentially say like hey i mean i if you guys need an arm and this is kind of the guy who you have to look at and say like hey i mean he's kind of proven to show that you know he can eat some innings for us he can help out he can yeah. be he can be impactful this has been a lot of fun this is going to change a lot as we go as well i know you're going to be hitting the road at some point this season you'll be in all throughout the minor leagues all the way from memphis to i don't know if you'll be going to west palm beach but i know, I know you'll be you'll be everywhere along the way we're super excited to be checking in with you everywhere you go to get the inside scoop on minor league baseball for pinch hits. Tell us what you're looking forward to over the next couple of weeks, some stuff you got in the can that we can expect, and you know how we can follow along with you as we go here. We're going to be doing this fairly regularly, I'd imagine, so it won't be too long before you hear from us again. Uh, but w- w- what are you most excited about? What are you 
you know, you know what can you tease us with as, as what's coming up? Well, I will say, I mean, for starters, that I'm, uh, I think I'm most looking forward to getting deeper and deeper into like learning this farm system and kind of knowing the ins and outs and kind of the way things kind of go and being able to just have like a deeper foundation of knowledge mm-hmm. in this. Um, I think it's something that I definitely am going to be looking forward to and kind of the type of stories that I'm going to be able to write, just not like just to not have I mean regular hits and misses. And I know people have read those and I mean commented that, you know, they do enjoy seeing those, but I, I really, mean, I, I really like, seeing I know them. Um, to be able to kind of dig deeper into the farm system and tell the stories kind of like the, mm-hmm. Like those profile stories, those human interest type things of the players who, you know, you might not know, maybe you do know, um, and just kind of get down to kind of who they are. And there are some things that obviously, you know, I have in mind mm-hmm. that I'm hopefully working on. Yeah. I mean, hopefully um, I can get those out to everybody, you know, and mm-hmm. as soon as possible and uh, kind of keep that flow going of just kind of interesting stuff about Cardinals minor league Minor league baseball. Do you have anything coming up soon? Anything, any feature profiles or anything like that that you're excited about? I know you talked about, you know, I, I, I loved the Luke and Baker story. That was super, that was super interesting. You, you mentioned something earlier in this show about, uh, I believe you said he was Bermudan. Bah- uh, uh, from, from the Bahamas. Bahamas. Excuse me. Grant. Yeah, that story actually came out, um, what's today? Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, so it's out right now. Well, so it's on pinch hits. Um, like you said, Adari Grant, I mean, there's only been nine players from the Bahamas to debut in Major League Baseball. I mean, he hopes you know to add his name to that list and has and it has a pretty interesting um way that he kind of yeah. fell in love with the game of baseball he impressed some people in spring training including jose okendo who mm. had some nice things to say about him and obviously there were some other guys who who i had the chance to talk to like ryan holgate i had a chance to talk to at the end of spring training because he's actually been taking some reps at first base to look for more opportunities um one of the other guys who other people had a had a lot to say about him was shortstop delvin perez who double a springfield right now and um is a guy who has a lot of athleticism and he's been in the system for a few years so it's there's some people who had had some things to say about him that i'm uh hoping to you know be able to share that story and get that done for you know all our for our audience to read thank you so much where can we follow you on twitter right now um you can follow me at the dan guerrero on twitter um make sure you follow pinch hits mainly though yep and it's STL Pinch Hits on Twitter and follow the rest of our uh, amazing writers and everybody else on the Cardinals coverage team, including like Carter and, you know, obviously our lead writer, Derek Gould and Ben Fred and Benjamin Hockman and Gordo and Commission isn't on Twitter, but I mean, obviously, you know, he's, he's you know, he's still, uh, we got to get commission producing here to talk some great about. content. We got to get commission here to talk I, about I think he minor would. league baseball. We got I, I think we that'd to. be cool. That'd be super fun to get him in this third chair over here. And, uh, God, I'd just sit back and let him talk about, yeah. you know, his favorite. He had a great story on pinch hits. I think it was his 51 favorite minor league prospects throughout the years. Yeah, that one was good. Super interesting. Like, yeah. the insight that he brings, like, historically, the guys, like, I didn't even realize were Cardinals prospects that ended up in the major leagues were like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what you're going to see on pinch hits. I mean, you're going to see some great content mm-hmm. from guys like Commission, guys like Derek. And I mean everybody you else. You and I. This, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean Ben Fred and Hawkman and Gordo. Yep. I mean everybody on this Cardinals coverage team. It's um, uh, pinch hits is definitely going to be something that uh, should look. Be, uh, we hope everybody's looking mm-hmm. forward to. This has been the best podcast in the minor leagues. My name's Carter Chapley. That is your man, Daniel Guerrero. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Uh,